Hi, this is George Chikuz, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson, along with a guest, Rodimus Parag. Rodimus Parag, the actor best known for playing Grasshopper on Kung Fu, very successful child actor, starting in 68, 69, and continuing for the next 20 years before reinventing himself in the late 80s. Uh, and becoming not only a very successful entrepreneur, specializing in installing home theater systems in private homes in Los Angeles, Portland, San Diego, and other cities in the U.S., before expanding his business to installing systems in restaurants and other businesses. Rodimus did that successfully for about 26 years, working as his own boss. He's now decided to reinvent himself once again and return to the world of acting. We'll talk to him about that and more in just a second. You can follow Rodimus Perra on Facebook. As we said in our open, you've decided to, well, I don't know whether it's whether this is full circle or, or whether even when you changed hats and went from working in front of the camera to creating uh, home entertainment systems and stereo systems, as you did for 26 years. Was there a latent desire to return to acting? What what led you to uh, return to acting? Right. Well, I, I actually had to really let it go. I mean, I, I, one of the reasons why I moved to Portland uh, was just to get away from Hollywood, to get away from L.A. Mm-hmm. I needed a break from that whole environment. And I really found at that time, before Portland became super hipstery, it was actually a really cool place to escape from L.A. to. Yeah. It was very entrepreneurial. Uh, a lot of you know young people and entrepreneurs are starting businesses there, and this is one of the reasons why it became so hipstery. It became a mecca for that kind of activity. But before it became too that way, it was a really neat place. And so I literally had no desire to be in in the business anymore. Uh, I was happy doing what I was doing, and I had you know reached a, epiphanies about you know various things in life. Um, and this whole thing I mentioned, I sort of hinted at earlier, I was now working with my own two hands and my own brain and getting paid for that. And that was something that I never had the satisfaction of as an adult in Hollywood, uh, you know, in, in acting. Now, all those years later, and having gained or reclaimed some self-esteem that was missing for a portion of my younger life, mm-hmm. I actually, you know, through my own business, I, and now that I've done it for a plenty long enough, I realized that I still have a skill set that has been basically fallow for a while, and I started to uh, revive it. I started to do some practicing of things, and uh, I realized, you know, I actually do have an acting skill, and I enjoy it. So maybe now at you know late midlife, uh, as I'll call it, um, I can uh, reapproach it on a completely different perspective than I had before. And not be so desperate <laughs> as I had gotten in my twenties. Yeah. Know? Well, just just listening to you, um, first of all, one thing, one common trait between the auditioning process and you know what you did in your home entertainment business is to the extent you know, you are interacting or you're interviewing or a client or a client is interviewing you. It's a, you know, it, it comes down to marketing yourself, selling yourself, convincing that whether it's the casting director and acting or the person you're dealing with, with the business or the restaurant, that you, Rodimus, are the best person they should hire to fill this need. So that's a trait that I would imagine you're going to draw from when, when, when you embark on auditioning again. 
And plus, you're you know, right. you've got 30 years of experience dealing with all kinds of, peer, of people, all kinds of characters. That's a vast resource to draw from as an actor. <laughs> Wait, your, your, your questions are, are very insightful. It's, it's so true. Um, the kind of confidence that I have now in myself as a person, uh, I did not have when I left the business. Mm -hmm. Yes. And uh, I gained the confidence back through this other business that we talked about. And now I know that I can do the performance now that's, that's being asked of me in, a, in an acting capacity. Um, and I have a self-awareness, uh, a sort of a uh, self-possession, I guess is the word. Mm -hmm. I'm self-possessed like I've never been before in my mm -hmm. life. And uh, and that actually is a very attractive thing. People want to hire someone who comes off, like you said, as having, you know, being comfortable in their own skin. Yeah. And it took me a while. It took me a while to get to that place. Uh, but now I can reapproach something that I was insecure about. At one time, when I was an, an adult trying to flog a, a dying child acting room, I wasn't. <laughs> uh, and I can reapproach it now with just the joy and the experience, yeah. like you indicated, in life. So very insightful, very true. You, you really, you really got a good read on me, man. <laughs> and and speaking of a good read on you, I understand you have a book in the works. Uh, are you? Shadumpo. Say again. Shadumpo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sorry, go ahead. That's, that's, that's okay. <laughs> um, uh, are you uh, are, are you shopping it around? Have you found a home for it yet, or can you are, are you um, are you at liberty to say that? Oh well, no. Um, I, I'm desperately in need of help for this. Actually, um, like most writers who've just written their first venture into that field, um, I know nothing about the publishing business. So um, I need to get a good agent, a literary agent. Or and or make a deal with a publisher, you know, find a publisher who's interested in my book. There are so many people writing out there. It's a it's a, obviously a very competitive field. It's amazing that anybody gets published. Honestly, yeah. I don't know how that happens. It's all just stroke of luck. So I'm trying to practice a Zen approach to it, just like I've done all these other things that we've talked about. It's just kind of laying out my intention, doing the best I can, doing the best work that I can on on what I have control of, which is my writing, mm -hmm. and then put the word out. And if there are people, you know, where this water that I've pushed out, where it's flowing, I have no control over. It's going to go where gravity takes it. Uh, I can nudge it here. I can I can dig a little trough here. Um, but that's about all I can do, really. So, um, yes, I'm, I'm totally dependent on uh, other people again for their good graces and, and assistance in, uh, in bringing me toward people who they think might want to publish my book. So it's a very interesting book. Um, I say this only because uh, I wrote it. <laughs> hey, if you, don't, if you don't believe in your book, nobody's going to believe in your book. Well, what makes it unique, it's not just a Hollywood tell-all thing. It's not another one of those, thank yeah. goodness. It's actually, it's, um, my mother was a Holocaust survivor. Mm -hmm. um, she came to the United States when she was eight years old, a Russian uh, girl, and she... Uh, put herself through school, essentially. Her parents worked really hard in a bakery in Manhattan when they arrived, um, and she actually got herself into the High School of Performing Arts just a few short years after she moved here and got a scholarship to the University of Denver. Uh, but the trauma of the Holocaust as a baby and uh, some other horrible things that happened to her as a child affected how she then functioned as an adult. Uh, she did not get the help she needed, and so these traumas really affected her parenting and affected the way, the, the course of her career, because she was a very beautiful woman, and she's, you know, in Hollywood, 
with a lot of trauma of sexual abuse and, and this Holocaust trauma, and she didn't ever deal with it directly. So it created some problems for her. Yeah. And then she had this kid. She had this son. She was a single parent, and she had me. And then all of a sudden, my career took off, and she did not have the resources to understand what was the situation. She was analyzing all of this as I'm telling the story, and it's all – there's a generational overlay, and, and that's kind of one of the aspects of the book that's going to make it interesting. Um, and also how my life developed in these different streams. So I'm kind of telling a nonlinear story. I'm kind of going back to like an emotional history, a, a professional history, and a spiritual history. So it's an interesting uh, approach to the, to the writing of an autobiography. Rodimus Parad, this has been a fascinating conversation. I hope when your book comes out. I look forward to uh, talking to you again on TV Confidential. Well, I'm honored to have been here. Thank you so much. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty Group, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call 415 415- 886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you. Hi, this is Linda Pearl and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Roberts with a reminder that the next edition of TV Confidential will premiere next week on this station at the usual time. Our guests will include Jay Moriarty, longtime writer and producer of The Jeffersons. Please join us for that. In the meantime, got a few minutes left this week. Enough time to tell you that if you're a fan of Austin City Limits, Austin City Limits, the long-running country-western concert series that airs every week on PBS, our friends at Time Life have just released a brand new deluxe 10 DVD collection featuring more than 160 live uncut performances by the greatest country music performers ever to take the Austin City Limits stage. That will be Austin City Limits Country, Austin City Limits Country, now available for the first time ever at timelife.com forward slash ACL. Beloved by artists and fans alike, Austin City Limits has aired on PBS stations every week since 1976 and is known for authentic music presented every week in live, uncut performances. The Austin City Limits Country Collection has been hand-selected from countless episodes in the Austin City Limits archives to highlight the greatest country music performances from the many artists who made history on the ACL stage, including Loretta Lynn, Marty Robbins, Charlie Pride, Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings, Vince Gill, Dolly Parton, and Garth Brooks. Many of these performances have never been seen since their original PBS broadcast, but you can enjoy them right now as part of Austin City Limits Country. Austin City Limits Country 10 DVD collection available exclusively at timelife.com forward slash ACL. Extra features include a free bonus DVD featuring the original 1974 pilot episode of Austin City Limits featuring Willie Nelson in concert. There are also exclusive interviews with such stars as Brooks and Dunn, Kenny Chesney, Vince Gill, Dolly Parton, and Willie Nelson, plus an exclusive memory book and a 
whole lot more. Austin City Limits Country, Austin City Limits Country, 10 DVD collection highlighting five decades of the greatest country music performance ever to take the ACL stage. Austin City Limits Country, available exclusively at timelife.com forward slash ACL. A reminder that Bob Crane, the definitive biography, available hardcover, paperback, and as an ebook through Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. You can follow Rodimus Para on Facebook. That'll do it for a program. This week, folks, Ed Robertson, Baffin, Tony Figueroa, Donna Allen, Phil Grace, and Greg Airbar. Thank you so much for listening. Stay healthy, stay safe, and we'll talk to you next time on TV Confidential. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-917-2194 That's 800-917-2194 Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at tvconfidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.